All right, guys, what's going on? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host, Ryan, with you guys today. And uh, I actually have a co-host today with me. I haven't had one with me the past couple of episodes because of uh, finals, but finally he is done with his finals. I got Dorian with us today. What's going on, Dorian? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. I mean, you guys have left me hanging on, on a couple of episodes, too, <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that's what happens. But I'm, I'm happy to be here, uh, man. Finals are over too, so you can expect to hear a lot more from us. So I'm excited about that. Hey, man, I'm excited for you to be uh, on the show today. You know, definitely miss talking with you and uh, having you as my co-host. Like always, you know, absolute pleasure to have you back with us. And, uh, you know, glad finals are over for you because that means uh, more interviews and more NFL episodes on the way for all of our listeners. But with that, we have a very special guest on the show today. Wide receiver, Keon Grays. What's going on, Keon? How are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, absolute pleasure to have you on the show, especially a talent like yourself. And I mean, you know, staying on that topic of being that uh, type of talent, I mean, what is it like being able to, you know, at such a young age, uh, you know, go out on the field and just, uh, you know, be the best player on the field almost every single week? I say it's just a blessing because some people can't get put in that position. And so every day, every time I go out, it's just a blessing. I just thank God for everything I have and my parents and everything because they're the ones who bless me with my talent and where I'm at now. Yeah, 100%, man. You know, absolute blessing, especially for you and at the age that you are, you know, great talent like yourself, you know, everything's a blessing at that point. Uh, Another question that I wanted to ask, you know, one that I like to ask at the beginning of uh, all of our episodes to all of our uh, interviews, uh, what, you know, why did you start playing football and uh, more specifically, why wide receivers? I'd say I was why I started playing. It was just kind of like I'd say it was something that ran in the family and it started coming to me as I got older. One of the first things my dad put in my hand was a football when I was younger. And so it just started going and started going. And my love for the game kept going. As I got older, my love for the game got stronger. And it was just like it just kept going, kept going. And then I got here where I'm at now. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, you know, absolutely, you know, absolutely great story right there. Would you say that, you know, obviously you mentioned your dad put a football in your hand, but w- would you say that football, you know, sort of runs in your family? I, I'd i say it would, like on my side with my dad, because I'm trying to follow what he did football-wise. And so I'm going to continue to push myself to get to that level and just continue to work. Yeah, definitely, man. 100%, you know, always putting in work, always wanting to get to that level for sure. Uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass it over to you for a couple of questions. For sure, man. So, you know, your class of 2022, you've been going through this recruiting process. What, what's what been different through this recruiting process because of COVID and what's your experience going through it? Really just not being able to visit most of the places that I want to go to right now. You know, there's certain places, Ohio State, Oregon, there's, there's places that I want to go to, but I can't officially like have decisions because I can't see these places and I can't be like well I'm just going to go blindly and say okay forget it but like I just it's just hard because you can't see places and people can't come see you either you're over zoom calls and all that trying to talk to people and it's just it's harder it's a lot harder this year yeah um I mean it's definitely different for everyone and I'd imagine going through this process even just trying to go out and put more tape out is difficult. I don't, I don't know how oh, football yeah. is around you, but um, for us, a lot of high school sports got canceled. Yeah, for us, we played it 
I think it was an eight-game season and ten-game playoffs, and they made it ten games full with playoffs. And then I could I didn't play much of playoffs because I got hurt the first game of playoffs, so I didn't really get too much playoff tape. But I'd say my tape this year was actually pretty good for it being only eight games. So I'm thinking like just imagine if I was able to play 15 or 14 games, then it would be a lot different. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, you know, absolute shame that you uh, got injured in that first playoff game. But, uh, you know, talking about your tape and about this past season, you know, you mentioned how if you uh, had tape of all 15 games, you know, I'm sure it would have been absolutely stellar. But I'm 100% sure that your tape was still absolutely incredible. Uh, Out of all the plays that you've made this season, what would you say has been your favorite play so far from this past year? Ooh, my favorite one. That's a hard one. (laughs) I have to say – my our last game of the season against our rival Hamilton. This was my second touchdown of the game. My quarterback, because we did this last season or last year, and we almost won the game off of it, but we barely missed it. And so this time he came back. We had an out, an out route, and a go concept. Mm-hmm. And my quarterback said, "I'm gonna pump the out, and I'm gonna send it to you just on the go, just take off." I was like, "All right." He pumped it. I looked back. Took off right past the dude, touchdown. That would have to be my favorite one because it reminded me so much of last year and what I missed, an opportunity that I missed last year that we capitalized off of this year. Yeah, I really like that, man, being able to capitalize on that opportunity, knowing that you missed it last year. I think that's a really great thing. I mean, I'm just imagining that route in my head with uh, yourself at wide receiver. I mean, I can't even imagine how the defensive back felt when he uh, saw you running that route. I mean, at least after that pump fake, he's probably like, oh, shit, you know, I'm going to get burned. Really and I, I mean, shit, that's <laughs> what happened. I, you know, with a great talent like you at wide receiver, you know, that's what happens. Uh, kind of going back to what Dorian mentioned, obviously, with COVID and uh, affecting recruiting, the recruiting process. Uh, you know, obviously, you haven't been able to uh, visit any schools so far, but, you know, you've been able to do these uh, these Zoom calls that a lot of schools have been doing. Uh, what has the Zoom calls uh, been like? Has it been – have you have you had the uh, chance to actually visit uh, any schools before COVID happened? The only one I really visited was U of A. Mm-hmm. That was really like, and ASU was one, but it was only hometown schools. And so those were really the only two that I could visit. And then like right after that, everything just went downhill and it was just bad. And then there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah, man, it really sucks what's happening. But obviously, you know, hasn't really affected the offers you've been getting. You've been getting tons of offers from tons of great schools. Uh, staying on topic of, uh, you know, COVID affecting the recruiting process, uh, what has been what has been the atmosphere like in these uh, Zoom calls with these uh, top schools that have offered you? I mean, it's been great. We always talk family. It's always me and my mom. We always talk. And my dad, we just, we just talk family. They take us around the facility, all the simple stuff. But I feel like it would be a lot better if I can come there and actually get the feeling because like it's like it's like a half in half out type of ordeal. You're like, okay, well, I like it on paper, but am I going to like it in person when we finally when we finally get to that point? And so it's like it's good, but it's not the same as actually being there in person. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, nothing nothing beats being in person. And, you know, those Zoom calls, you know, as great as they can be, be uh, being able to visit the college, being able to see the atmosphere there, you know, nothing really beats that. Uh, 100% agree with you there. Uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass it over to you for a couple of co- uh, questions. So for you being a wide receiver, you know, is, is one of the more flashy positions, I would say, on the football field. Everyone knows the wide receivers. 
But for the casual fan, what would you say is probably the most difficult part about playing receiver? I'd say just the routes, just little things. Like, people don't see. But, like, if you're running a route and a corner sitting at five yards where you're trying to make your cut, it makes it a lot harder because, like, you have to try and get around them and, like, your quarterback's on timing. And so you got to try and hit them, get inside, do whatever. And it's, like, there's just a lot of little things that people don't realize that, like, about route running that's actually very, like, difficult. What What would you say in, in terms of the route tree is your favorite route to run? Run right by them. I'm not going to hate. I love running. The, I love running those plays. I love hey, everyone loves seeing a, a go route, go right, right up the field. Right over the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, that's always a great route when you burn a defensive back. I'd assume that's uh, one of the best feelings uh, for a wide receiver. Am I correct? Oh, best feeling. The best <laughs> feeling. Nothing like the only thing I beat that is scoring a touchdown. Oh, 100%. I mean, talking about scoring touchdowns, obviously being a wide receiver, you're put into a lot of uh, moments where you have to get game-winning touchdowns, game-winning catches, uh, stuff like that. And it's a lot of pressure on you. Uh, how would you say that pressure uh, affects you personally as a player? I say it kind of keeps me, like, keeps me level-headed. I don't really – I don't know. I just don't really think too much. Like, when I go out there and play, my head is always leveled. I don't get too high on myself. I don't get too low on myself. And I never, like – I never want to let pressure get to me because the more you start thinking, the more you let all that get to you, the less, the more mistakes you're going to make. Everything's just going to mess up. I like to go out there and play casual. Yeah, I think that's a great thing, man. You know, I love how you said, uh, you know, the more you think about it, the more it's going to get to you. I definitely agree. I think you just got to go out there, you know, just stick to your game, just play the game and you'll be fine in terms of pressure. Uh, obviously, you know, being being a wide receiver like yourself, you're obviously under that pressure quite a lot. Uh, what has been the uh, biggest, you know, sort of, sort of moment that uh, you've succeeded in where there was a lot of pressure on you to make a play? I would say my sophomore year, the same team, you remember how I said I missed that one opportunity? Well, mm -hmm. we were down by one touchdown. And we were down all game. We were down 14 points all game. We were down one touchdown, or it was tied. I don't remember. It was one of the two. It was close, though, super close, <laughs> against our rival. And I ran a, a deep corner route. My quarterback just put it up there, and I caught it, and we went – we went down to like the what 30 20 yard line and that won us the game basically that put us in perfect it was like third and 15 six something like that it was deep far and that just put us in perfect position we won the game off of that so what, what i'm hearing is um you have the term that nate burleson coined toe drag swag <laughs> love it uh, we're getting there they i missed a few of them this year Hey, you can't you can't make all of them, but I, I I like the answers that you gave, man. And you know they they say a lot about having a quote unquote short short term memory in football because you you got to be able to go back out there and be able to make the plays, um, and not dwell on it uh, too much. Yeah, I mean having a short term memory is a big part of football because like sometimes you let moments get to you, and it's like catches that you like that you should have made that you might drop. And you let that stuff get to you throughout the game and it just messes with you. So having a short-term memory is a very is a very great thing to have when it comes to football. 
So I've I've had I've always had this question that I you know I I should have asked it before with some receivers that we've had on. But what is it about when if if you miss a catch or something? What why do you guys look at your hands like 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 what's going on there? You you <laughs> because you feel like you let them down or you feel like you let yourself down. You like come on hands like you like we make these catches every day and it's like it's like dang what what was different about this one? It was just it was just that stuff. Okay, okay. That, 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 that's the end. I, man, I've, I've always wondered because, you you know, you see it on TV. You see it in games. They're yeah. always just like, I'm like, come come on. Like, catch, come on. <laughs> hey, Dorian, Dorian really calling out all wide receivers <laughs> right now. I don't know what uh, this slander, Dorian, you know, pretty pretty disrespectful to all the wide receivers. But, hey, man, they – I'm a Cowboys fan. I've, I've, right. dealt, with some, I've dealt with some uh, questionable receiver play in the past, <laughs> Oh, trust me, man. We all know uh, Dez didn't catch it. We all know that. Uh, I'll argue that for days. But, uh, you know, kind of stand on track about, uh, you know, wide receivers and making catches. Uh, you know, playing wide receivers, a lot of uh, difficult things. Oh, Dorian already touched on that as well. You know, with the route running and going up against uh, cornerbacks, uh, what would you say is the uh, sort of hardest cornerback to go up against personally for you as a wide receiver? I would say there's two that I played against, but I – one of them I didn't really guard. One of them didn't really guard me. Keely Ringo and my friend Cole. One, Keely, because he's just a specimen. Dude, 6'3", 215 Gs, just ripped, fast, runs a four, runs like a four, 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 three. Just everything you need in a cornerback. And then my friend Cole, I mean, I've been going against him since eighth grade. I know him like the back of my hand. He's no, he knows me like the back of my hand, back of his hand. So it's like, it's always competition whenever we go against each other. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, obviously your friend Cole definitely sounds like the uh, next up and coming lockdown cornerback for sure in the NFL. I definitely have my eyes out for him. But obviously, you know, going up against cornerbacks like those are always always a struggle. I feel like for wide receivers, and there's always uh, some great trash talking that we see on on the field between wide receivers and defensive backs. Uh, have you had any uh, you know run-ins with uh, defensive backs in games where they're just talking a ton of trash? Not really, because I don't really engage in talking until unless like I really dislike the team. So I usually I don't really engage in anything. I just go out there and play my game because at the end of the day, the talking isn't really necessary. If you're over there scoring touchdowns, they can be talking all day, but what they gonna do about it? Hey, hey that's thanks. Thanks. Go just, ahead, Dorian. Go ahead. And I um I I I want to talk about a little more about you and playing wide receiver, you know, um, there's, there's certain parts of the game that each player takes pride in. What's part, what's one part of your game that you really take pride in and what's something that you would want to improve upon? I'd say improve upon probably have to be a little bit more of the hands. I mean, like I can I have good hands, but I feel like I need more focus and like, I don't look the ball in all the time. And that's like my problem, but that's one thing I would need to improve on. And one thing I take pride in will probably just be like, I'd say my speed, I'd say maybe like something like that. Just something in that caliber. Like I take pride in what I do when it comes to running routes, running past people. I feel like my speed will help me with all that. And that's, that's probably my answer for me. Yeah. And you know, that, that touches upon what you said earlier in, um, you know, 
front running your routes going into the route tree. And I think, um, like you said, the route tree is something that a lot of people are, you know, they, they don't, they don't uh, take it into account. There's so right. many different routes out there. You, like you said, there's the go route, there's slants, ins, outs. Like it, it's, it's so many just little nuances that people don't know about. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot harder than what people see on like TV and all that, especially when going out there running them it's just every little thing oh yeah definitely man you know every little thing matters in the game of football uh kind of transitioning more to uh about your recruiting process once again uh you know a uh, funny little story at least uh you know from my perspective you know when i hit you up i was like hey yo, you're trying to come on the show you're like i'm down i'm like cool we're about to get an arizona commit and then come december 14th i look at your instagram and man's not committed to Arizona anymore. I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? And, you know, decommitted from Arizona. You know, uh, I'm sure it, you had uh, some very good reasons, some good reasons behind it. I'm sure there's no uh, bad blood between you and Arizona. But mm-hmm. uh, what was the uh, what was the thought process behind uh, decommitting from Arizona? Really just after, so the game, me and my parents are watching the game, the ASU U of A game. And it was just kind of hard to watch. And then after the night, like, right as we're walking to the buses for my state championship game, one of my friends said Coach Sumlin just got fired. And so after that, I went home with my parents after the state game. I talked to them. I said, they told me, I said, they said, we are fine with you reopening your recruitment. I have no problem with it because at that point, we don't know what U of A is going. So did my thing cut out? Oh, sure. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, my fault. But um, we don't know what U of A is going to be doing right now. So it's kind of hard to like, it's kind of hard to tell because the people up there, like the coaches and all that's like family. So it wouldn't really be right if I stayed there and the people that I came there for aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think, you know, coaching has a big part in, uh, you know, the recruiting process. Obviously, you know, you'll have a coach saying, you know, oh, you'll have this uh, role for the team. You'll be promised a certain role. And then if that coach ends up getting fired, you know, you don't know if you'll have that role with the new coach under the new system. Yeah. So that, you know, that definitely 100% makes sense right there. And, uh, you know, obviously opening up your recruitment leaves, you know, potential, potential, uh, you know, all across the field with all these different colleges that offer you, you know, from Penn State, Texas, Oregon, LSU, list goes on. And uh, one team that actually really stuck out that uh, I didn't mention is Ohio State. And Ohio State being, being such a big college that Ohio State is, uh, what was the uh, what was the moment like being uh, offered uh, that uh, that scholarship by Ohio State? It was that was probably the most speechless I have been in <laughs> a while. Like, I did not expect that at all. And it's because coming from such a big school like that, it was just, geez, like, I, I couldn't even say nothing. <laughs> yeah, man, like, I mean, I, yeah, I, could, I was speechless. I, I even told Coach Hart, I'm on, I'm on the phone speechless, like, words gone, excited, <laughs> like, just, just sitting there thinking, like, dang. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, such a big school, you know, every year I feel like they have some great, great wide receivers. And I feel like you would definitely make a great addition to that team for sure. Uh, this is kind of a kind of a bold question, but if you had a uh, had to make a top five of where you want to go mm-hmm. right now, what would that uh, top five be? If you have one, that is. I don't want to make one right now because I don't want to designate like anywhere particular because like right now, it's just kind of like 
we'll see what happens. Or I have an idea mm-hmm. on where I want to be, and I know where I'm most likely going to end up. But I don't want to put that out there just yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, like I said, kind of a bold question, obviously, you know, makes sense that you don't want to, you know, put that out there right now, but you do have an idea, which is definitely great to hear. I'm sure for uh, all uh, college football fans out there, very excited to see where you're going to end up for sure. Uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass it over to you for a couple more questions. Man, you're just trying to make some news right now, aren't you? <laughs> hey, you you know, I'm always trying to make some news, always trying to get on the headlines. You know me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But, um, you know, going into um, a little further in your career, we're going to project out. Do you see the NFL in your future? I see it. But, like, with everything, like, obviously that's my main goal. Like, that's my plan A, my plan B, and my plan C. Mm. There's plan D. I know my plan D. But I know my main, like, my main goal, and that's where I want to be. And so I see it. But you always got to have your stuff ready for, like, just in case. Because you never know. This game is ruthless. Injury, anything, anything, anything. Injury, the main thing. Anything can happen. But I see it. But I'm not going to look too far ahead right now. I'm going to just focus on what I got to do. And then eventually when that time comes, we'll see what round I end up in. Definitely, man. Um, You know, and, st- and still on the topic of the NFL, um, I-, I said it, I'm a Cowboys fan. Are, uh, what what team do you do you root for? And, you know, are there any players that in the NFL currently or past that you've modeled your game after? Hey, I better not hear um, any Cowboys players right here. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so my favorite team is the Cardinals. Okay. Hometown, hometown. And um, my favorite player would have to be Stefan Diggs. It's like I, I watch a lot of John Ross. That's one of my favorites. But someone I see myself as is Stefan Diggs. Exactly. Like, that's nice routes, can do it all in open field, great hands, everything. Just that's like – that's someone that I try to watch every day before I go play, before I do anything. That's like the one person. Yeah, one hundred. Oh, go ahead, Dory. My fault. I was, I was just gonna say, Stefan. Stefan is proven every to everyone. We already knew, but if you didn't already know, Stefan's one of the best receivers in the league right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> hey, dude's an absolute beast. I actually made a TikTok uh, the other day. It was uh, comparing Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, and I got a ton of hate in the chat or in the comments <laughs> because Stefan Diggs' uh, stats ended up being a bit better than DeAndre's this year. But everyone's like, oh. Didn't mention drops. Didn't mention this, that. I'm like, I'm not saying he's better. I'm just comparing their stats. Like, get off my back. That's all I was doing. And people were just on my my neck about it. I'm like, y'all got to relax. Like, it's just – like, it's just fun and game. I'm honestly just trying to make some content over here. But, you know, getting back on topic, I absolutely love Stefan Diggs, always have. And he has a great quarterback in Josh Allen. And uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously your Cardinals fan. Fun fact uh, about me, I actually have a signed DeAndre Hopkins jersey sitting right next to me right now. It's like, uh, it's the coolest thing that I own. Unfortunately, it's not a Cardinals jersey. It's a Texans one. But still, oh. I mean, but still, I mean, I got <laughs> I want it off a giveaway. I got it for free. I ain't going to complain about it you know it's an absolute dope thing to have and you know eventually he's going to be a hall of famer so i got a future hall of famer jersey but uh 
Yeah, so I can't be mad about it. But, you know, you mentioned how you're a Cardinals fan. Uh, how is, uh, are you satisfied with the season they're having so far? I mean, I was pretty upset this uh, past Sunday because they absolutely uh, kicked the Giants' ass, and I was pretty pissed off about that. I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty happy for where we're at right now because we've been rebuilding for a long, long time. Through Carson Palmer, Drew Stan, geez, we've been rebuilding for a long time. So for us to be, like, playoff contenders this year, I'm actually pretty happy with where we're at. And I feel like next year we're going to have an even better chance of winning the conference as long as we beat Seattle and the 49ers. But I feel like, I feel like this year I'm pretty happy with where we're at. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with you there. I mean, Cardinals have been rebuilding for, like, ever, it feels like. Uh, I mean, you know, one uh, big answer that they got was uh, out of the draft at uh, p- overall pick number one, Kyler Murray. Uh, do you think Kyler can be an MVP caliber quarterback uh, in the next couple of seasons? Yes. Yes, that that man, for him being that height, is just – it's so much fun. That's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Just, like, just play. The speed of Lamar Jackson – and the throwing, the throwing of Russell Wilson, like, who puts that together? <laughs> like, why? That's a, that's 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 a great combination. Hey, hundred percent agree with you there. I mean, Kyler is just absolute beast, like you said. Speed of Lamar, uh, throwing of Russ. I think I definitely agree with you. I think he's going to be an MVP quarterback in the next couple of seasons. I thought it was going to be this year, and then uh, they kind of went on that little skid, but then they, like I said, kicked the Giants' ass, and now they're kind of back on track. Uh, I was definitely very unhappy, I'd say, this past uh, Sunday. But uh, we'll we'll move we'll move on from that. Uh, kind of uh, another question I want to ask. You know, going back to uh, your recruiting process, obviously with uh, committing to a college, it also comes comes uh, academics is that uh something big that you're looking for in a school as well oh yes most definitely because what I want to like whatever I do want to major in I want to make sure that that college has what I need to continue that major and continue to like go through with that but academics is most is a main thing for me especially because getting a degree from somewhere like Ohio State you can go get a job anywhere like it's like going to USC too you go to USC go get a degree from there you can you can go work anywhere but that's a main thing. Yeah, man. And, you know, we're, so we're transitioning in the interview now. We, we asked you a ton about, you know, your football career and, and everything like that. Now we want to transition into a couple fun questions. So the question I have for you is what are your top three favorite foods? Oh, oh, okay. One got to be the baked mac and cheese that my dad be making. That's one. Smoked turkey legs. And I gotta say, uh, what would be a, what would be a third one? Oh, you got me here. <laughs> um, I'd say ham, ham or like pork chops and all that. Hey, I can't I can't be mad at that. Actually, just had some pork chops earlier, so I'm I'm set. <laughs> I got one right here. <laughs> hey, hey, I like that. You know, that's definitely a valid list. Uh, you know, top of my mind, uh, kind of. I want to know, I want to say unpopular, but kind of an odd one. I, I got, I love sushi. That's my favorite one. Ah. Yeah. I, I I don't know uh, what the sushi's like in Arizona, but it's pretty smack here in Jersey. I will say that. I, I've never really, I never really liked like fish and all that, like that seafood. I don't know why. I just never, cause my mom's allergic to it. And so I just, she always thought I was allergic to it. So we never ate it. Hey, that's valid. Uh, my brother was allergic to fish for a little bit. He outgrew it, but now he doesn't even need it anymore. So like, 
I'll get sushi for myself and everyone else will eat like tacos or something. You know, that's, that's just how it'd be going in my household. But uh, another fun question I want to ask you, one that I personally like asking everyone is, uh, if you had to choose a top three favorite artists out there right now to listen to before a game, which three guys are you going with? I'm going to go with Kendrick Lamar. Um, who would be another one? Who do I listen to? To get me hype, I listen to No Savage. That's my that's my brother, my brother's people. He put me on. Um, who else would there be? And then I'll probably just listen to some slow stuff like No Cap or something. Just simple stuff. Kendrick hey, Lamar will forever be my favorite, though. Hey, I love the, I love the Kendrick. I love the Kendrick pick. He's one of my favorites. Have to say that you're probably I would have to say you're the first guy out of all the guys we've interviewed who hasn't mentioned Lil Baby. Every single guy we have on the show. <laughs> Always says little baby. Dorian's not in his head yet. I know he he knows what I'm talking about. Every guy mentions little baby, so you know, kind of kind of nice to see that you're not uh, trending down that bit of a mainstream road. But you know, I love uh, Kendrick Lamar. He's one of my favorites of all time. You got any? What's your uh, favorite Kendrick song? Ooh, I have to say, there's a few. I kind of like Ronald Reagan era. That's one. I kind of like what else is there? I'm trying to think. Rigor Mortis is a good one. Um, I'm trying not to name like mainstream ones. Yeah, that's valid. Um, that's valid. What else would there be? I'm trying to remember. I got one <laughs> high power. Oh, um, that's a really good one. I love that one. Blow my heart. That's another one. Any of them? Any anything off the Section 80 album? Good Kid, Mad City, all that. Everything. Hey, yeah, 100% agree, man. I mean, Kendrick is just an absolute – he's an absolute genius. And, you know, I really hope he comes out with a new album soon because I've been waiting since my freshman year ever since uh, – after. I think it was called – yeah, Damn. Ever since after Damn, I've been waiting for a new album because I want, I want some more Kendrick in my playlist personally. But, you know – I do. I do. <laughs> it hurts. I've been waiting on him and J. Cole to drop forever. Oh, if they ever come hey, out with that collab album. Hey, that, that, that would. That one collab they had, Black Friday, was probably one of the best songs. Was my favorite song for like at least two years straight. Oh yeah, uh-huh. they're they're just like they're just like peanut butter and jelly. Honestly, they go hand in hand. They're they're just crazy together, and I really hope they come out with a collab album sometime soon because that would be awesome. Uh, but with that, that pretty much wraps up our show for today. Keon, I want to thank you so much for being able to hop on the show and talk with me and Dorian today. Absolute pleasure to have you on. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off? I just want to say thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. This was I actually had fun here. We had we had good conversations, <laughs> made all that, and I really appreciate this. Yeah, man, of course. You know, glad to hear that you had fun. Really appreciate that. That's what that's kind of our motto. You know, we try to make it less serious. You know, obviously, uh, being a high profile athlete like yourself, everyone kind of looks at you guys as like sort of uh, not not like us, you know, not normal people. But we try to show that, you know, athletes are just like everyone else. And we try to just make them everyone seem just like a normal person and incorporate, you know, sort of uh, everyday stuff into our conversations. Uh, but once again, you know, want to thank you for hopping on the show. Uh, absolute pleasure talking to you today. Uh, Dorian, you got anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, thank you, man, for coming on with us. It was, it was a pleasure. And I can't, I can't wait to see um, your future and where you end up playing. And hopefully we'll see you in the NFL one day. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I definitely agree with Dorian there. You know, can't wait to see where you at. <laughs> if anyone's not watching the video, he just looked down at his hand like how Dorian mentioned that. that that's 
that's fucking that's fucking great. But you know, like Dorian said, you know, can't wait to see where you end up playing, man. Especially if you make it to the NFL, we're gonna be rooting for you all the way. Uh, but with that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening today. If you have it, make sure you subscribe to the show and listen to all of our episodes. I would be greatly appreciated. And if you haven't, make sure you follow our Instagram at QF Podcast. We're trying to hit 7K by the end of December, and we're about 200 away right now. So we're getting very close. Expecting to hit seven uh, 7,000 followers. But if you haven't, make sure you go give us a follow at QF Podcast. Uh, but with that, I want to thank everyone for listening today, and we'll see you guys next time.